0: cloud on iTunes, on YouTube, wherever you are right now. Thank you for tuning in to another exciting episode of p Radio. I am your host, Rick Grider. Uh, an exciting week, to say the least. Uh, we have a whole lot of stuff that's new for you. If you're catching us on stream, then you notice that the camera angle, to say the least, is a little bit different. So uh, thank you, as always, for tuning into the show. Hopefully you will enjoy what we got for you. We're twisting it up a little bit, growing, trying to expand, um, and hopefully doing it all for you so this week we have a whole lot of stuff going in titled president Trump's week full of L's uh, to say the least every single day this week it seemed to be something brand new something either uh, expounded on or uh, uh, grown into that has a um, rather than negative on our president and uh we're gonna get more into details on that but before we get started on the show if you are streaming or watching us on uh facebook stream facebook live right now you will notice that there's a donate button um on the bottom of your screen uh we are trying to build a fundraiser for special olympics um it is something that is close to my heart um close to a lot of americans hearts and we're going to start donating uh, a portion um, every month to Special Olympics so if you want to join in on that cause you can by simply clicking the donate button um, below and signing up for that so hopefully you will contribute and hopefully we will uh, give money to a great and noble cause so uh, let's get started to the show shall we uh, let us first off begin um, by saying that again the president has had a rather interesting week um, and flat out, it has been something that has been um, quite frustrating, at least to him, I would suppose. Because, again, you have uh, the Russian hacking investigation that might be going on next week. You have... Uh, the budget that's been coming out, the travel ban, the, of course, healthcare um, debate that's going on on Capitol Hill. So there's a lot of stuff flying down here in Washington, D.C. right now. And we're going to try to uh, dissect some of that stuff for you uh, to give you um, at least some more uh, information. So again, this episode is titled Week Full of L's, and that is pertaining to our lovely uh, President Trump. So uh, let's go into some details. So it first goes off with the our awesome president, President Trump. His poll numbers are dropping right now. Right now, according to Gallup, he is hovering around 39% favorability. Um, his unfavorability is in the mid to high 50s, depending on which poll you look at. So it's not going that well at the White House. Uh, That then expounds on to Capitol Hill. Uh, Trump care, uh, Ryan care is in danger. Uh, You have Republicans going on all sides of the aisle um, just saying that they absolutely do not like the bill. You also have Democrats who are just hiding in the cut right now, to be honest, who absolutely not even want to touch this thing. So if anything goes through, it's going to be extremely tough. Um, and that's just in the House. We're not even talking about the Senate yet. So it's just uh, tribulous all around as far as Ryan care. And then also on that, you had the wiretap claims that President Trump, personally, in my view, uh, said to kind of be a shiny object in front of the media. But that is starting to grow a life on its own as well. You have the intel community, uh, an intel committee also um, demanding information from the department of justice and also the white house saying where did president trump get this evidence from to make such a outlandish claim um so far uh there has been no evidence the department of justice had asked for another week to try to produce something uh president trump said last night on fox news that something some things some very interesting things will be put out on the next upcoming two weeks but as far as to anyone's knowledge there is nothing there Um, he, this just fell out of thin air. And again, it kind of proves that point that the president said this to serve as a distraction. Um, but I think that he bit off more than he can chew. He doesn't understand the power of his own words now that he's president. And we're going to get more into detail on that as well. And lastly, uh, the last two things that as of yesterday and also this morning, um, you have two federal judges, one in Hawaii and one in Maryland, who have put a halt on President Trump's travel ban that was going down and about to be implemented uh, today, in fact. Uh, and they are saying that some of his rhetoric that he said on the campaign uh, is and can be taken into consideration. And that makes it a whole lot more difficult. And also President Trump and some of the people in his administration are so associated with his campaign. is not helping in that endeavor either. Um, and then lastly, uh, his budget came out this morning and that is also being under attack Um, But also Republicans and of course by Democrats. So we're going to be talking about at least try to hit on all of that. Again, it's been a a very compact week. So let's start off from the top and start off with Trump care. Orion care. Uh, you, you don't know. You do, it's like, no, again, nobody really wants to touch it. Nobody really wants to be associated with it. But it's kind of too late. You own it. Um, and let's just say that repeal and replace is starting to look a whole lot harder. Uh, the formal name of the bill is called the American Healthcare Care Act. Uh, it is Ryan's baby. He is personally pushing for it very hard. Um, but uh, it has been um, not sold very well. Uh, to say the least, and also not received very well, uh, surprisingly, by Republicans. So the thing that he that they are trying to sell, that Ryan and the White House are trying to sell, are that um, that the savings that um, over the next ten years uh, that there will be over thirty three point seven billion dollars saved every year. Uh, if you look at the budget that the United States has as a whole, it's kind of a drop in the bucket. But you can't sneeze at $33 billion either, so at least it is something, at least according to their view. Uh, also, that it brings down premiums for uh, young, healthy people, uh, at least by 10%, over the next decade. Um, the counterpart to that is that it raises premiums um, a whole lot for senior citizens and those that are sick. Um, again, the healthcare debate is to, is. Is hovering around this individual mandate of of how can you keep costs low if you take away the incentive to let or make healthy people um, buy in. So, if someone who's young, such as myself or such as you, um, see that they don't need health care, then they're just not going to buy it. And that makes an individual pool of nothing but elderly people and uh, sick people who need the health care and then that's just going to rise premiums and rise costs even more so basically what Republicans are trying to do is balance fulfilling all the promises that Obamacare did without any of the mechanisms that Obamacare used uh, and As you can tell, it is proven rather difficult, and that selling point is just not landing very well across the political spectrum. And the CBO kind of did not help out this week when they released their results, and to say the least, um, it has been disastrous. Uh, According to the CBO, in the next year, um, over 14 billion people will be dropped off of healthcare. Now, they're trying to debate between what is coverage and what is care, but either way, um, you can't have care if you don't have coverage. So it's kind of a moot point that they're saying that you well, you can't afford the coverage in the first place or afford the care in the first place if they take you off of coverage from the very get-go. So that's the thing that Republicans are struggling selling. And again, by the next 10 years, that number is going to rise to 26 billion more people. Uh, there's currently around 30 billion people in the United States who are not covered in health care. So altogether, that's around... 56 um, million people that do not have health care uh, in that decade if the Ryan Care Trump Care bill gets implemented as it is. So, again, that selling point is just proving to be hard. Uh, you have Republicans who have these uh, constituents who rely on Medicare, who rely on Medicaid, who rely on Obamacare uh, for their health coverage, and they're not liking it that their health coverage is under threat under this new bill. And to give some Republicans credit, uh, they're receiving that and are not buying into the healthcare bill as it is. Uh, on top of that, you now have these tea party conservatives who want even more. They think that the healthcare expansion um, is not is not getting taken away fast enough. Um, that it is basically Obamacare Lite. In fact, these are some of the responses from, again, these are not Democrats. These are Republicans who are saying these things. They said that it is dead upon arrival to the Senate. They said that it is the biggest welfare plan from the Republican Party in history. They've called Obamacare light. Uh, this is not what President Trump promised. And some are even attacked, some of the conservative side, such as Fox News, are even starting to attack uh, Speaker Ryan by saying that he pulled the wool over President Trump's head. So, again, the Trump White House and Speaker Ryan have a tough role to have them trying to sell this item. And let's not even forget the Democrats, are, again, are not even going to think about touching this thing um, because of the fact that they don't want anything to do with it um, in case it falls out. Of course, it's going to be a high hitting point in the next year. And, of course, you can already anticipate that Speaker Ryan knows this and the White House knows this, which is why they're pushing for we have to do this now, because if it gets brought up again in 2018, when it is uh, the mid-election, then we will probably be hammered by the Democrats. So, again, it's going to be a very uh, treacherous and exciting. A uh, couple of weeks trying to see if this can get passed um it seems that the votes are not there that's why uh they seem to be pumping the brakes on it a little bit and saying that they're going to tweak and negotiate and legislate and do all these kind of things but basically you have multiple healthcare um associations the aarp association also came out against it pretty much every hospital and and doctor and nurse uh association came out against it um so the road ahead is very very tough for healthcare, so that's the one thing that President Trump is is handling and and struggling with. Uh, the next thing is something that he brought on himself, and that is the wiretap claim um, from two weeks ago on Saturday when he tweeted that President Obama um, hacked attacked uh, his phones. So again, it will in my view it'll both be something that. Look at something outlandish that President Trump said. Let's pay attention to it for about a week or two and then move on past it. It's something that President Trump kind of anticipated or hoped for, at least in my view. But then he called on the Senate to investigate it. And surprisingly, the Senate and House took him up on that. So now they are launching investigations trying to see if there was hacking. Uh, if there was wiretapping or surveillance into President Trump's campaign, his towers, him, um, by the previous administration during the 2016 campaign. Now again, there's been no evidence of this so far. The White House has proven none. Uh, the Attorney General has proven none. The Department of Justice has proven none. Everyone that has been associated with this has said it's not there. Uh, James Clapper said it wasn't there. James Comey said it wasn't there. Uh, Uh, So again, everyone that has anything to do with this in the intelligence agencies or intelligence community has said that it is an outlandish and completely untrue statement. But the White House is still committed to trying to defend it. And it's kind of funny to see the press secretary, Sean Spicer, struggle so much um, to try to make it sound legit. uh, Where he's literally parsing air quotes to make it sound right. This is a clip from him a couple days ago uh, during a White House briefing. It was very clear in his tweet. It was, you know, wiretapping um, that that spans a whole host of surveillance types of, out of options. The House and the Senate Intelligence Committees uh, will now look into that and, and provide a report back. So, again, that's during um, one of his press conferences and where he's like, what a president tweeted air quotes uh, when he was talking about wiretapping. So, obviously, he didn't mean wiretapping. He's meaning surveillance. And by President Obama, he meant, somebody in the Obama administration and by his phones or by Trump Tower phones he meant there was some surveillance done by somebody surveilling someone during the 2016 campaign. So we have went from being very specific by saying that President Obama personally um, called for wiretapping of Trump administration or Trump campaign to there was some surveillance done somewhere at some point in time by someone in an intelligence agency during a a time that the campaign was also going on. So basically, to say the least, um, they are trying to back back, (laughs) real back, um, and try to parse their words to make it sound legit. Um, Sometimes it's not going through uh, at the best way. This is Kellyanne Conway when she was asked about the question, and her answer was uh, rather interesting. Do you know whether Trump Tower was wiretapped? What I can say is there are many ways to surveil each other now, unfortunately. Uh, there, was was... A, there was an article this week that talked about how you can surveil someone through their phones, through their, uh, certainly through their television sets, uh, any number of different ways. And microwaves that turn into cameras, etc. So we know that that is just a fact of, of modern okay. life. Okay, a couple things. We know that that is not a modern fact and modern technology. If I look in my microwave or you look in your microwave, there is no camera there. Um, and, and certainly, I don't think Obama will be in there. Maybe he's in there with an with a old school camera just peeking at you. Um, but as far as to anyone else's knowledge, there are no cameras in microwaves. Um, but again, this was just an attempt to distance what President Trump actually said to, well, this is what he meant. And again, this is one of the problems with the the White House struggling to say that you can't take the president literally. In no uh, circumstance do I think that you shouldn't take the president of the United States literally. Especially when he's claiming that a prime administration committed a felony. I don't think how you take that figuratively, uh, or sarcastically or metaphorically. I think that you take you quite take that quite literally that hey, you're accusing President Obama of doing something that even Nixon didn't do. You're accusing him of purposely using the government. And intelligence agencies to spy in on his political opponents uh, campaign during a campaign season that that is straight up a felony. So saying that we should not take it literally or that he figuratively meant that um, just does not sell. And so this is where the Senate. Uh, and the House intelligence um, agencies or communities or, uh, committees, are saying, show us the evidence of this. We want to see this because you can't make such an outlandish claim like that and expect for it to just fall off. So, in fact, just today, um, there was a joint statement from the, at least a Senate intelligence community that read off that based on the information available to us, we see no indication that Trump Tower was a subject of surveillance by any element of the United States government either before or after Election Day 2016. So, also note what they said there. They went wide. They didn't say, well, we didn't notice any wiretapping. They said, we didn't notice any surveillance by anyone in the government at any point in time during the election. So basically, they put the White House into a box now. They're saying, we don't see any kind of proof of anything that you're saying. We don't see proof of wiretapping. We don't see proof of hacking. We don't see proof of Uh, surveillance, we don't see any kind of proof that anyone in this administration, not just the Obama administration, but anyone in the FBI, NSA, CIA, anyone in the government had anything to do with surveillancing you, the Trump campaign, and now Trump administration ever, At, at least around 2016 campaign season, so... Again, it's putting the White House into a box. They're already struggling with healthcare. Now their credibility is being questioned because now you have Republicans from both the House and the Senate demanding to see something to back up your Twitter claim. And honestly, I think President Trump bit off board that he can chew with this statement. He thought that it was just going to be a flare, something, a shiny object in front of the media, but then you called in Congress and now they're investigating what you're saying and you don't have actually any proof. And again, it's a loss either way this goes now because. You have to provide something or apologize, take it back. So you either provide something or you acknowledge that you just went on Twitter and said something completely fact-free. And this is not nothing, anything new from the White House. Let's be honest here. But something such as this, such and this uh, grievous, has to be addressed, has to be taken back, or has to be presented with some kind of proof. So that's prong number two. And now, on problem number three, just when President Trump was about to go out and sell his healthcare bill, just when he's about to go out and, and try to talk about the economic prosperity that he's selling, two judges, last night and this morning, put the smackdown on travel ban 2.0. And, again, it's just a, 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 a again, full of losses. Um, you have two judges, one in Hawaii and one in Maryland, that said that uh, basically, no matter how you try to frame it or try to um, make it sound that what you said during the campaign season, when you called for a straight up Muslim ban um, multiple times during the campaign season, when you said that Islam, you think Islam, um, the religion hates us at the United States, all of that is going to be taken into consideration, into context. to try to see your intent. Now, there are some of who say that it should not be taken into contempt. You should look at what is actually on paper. But at least according to these two judges, they're saying that that is not the case. They're saying that we're looking at intent as well. And your intent is that you want a Muslim ban. You called for it. You wanted it. And no matter how you try to frame this argument, now we're looking at that and saying that it's not going to fly. So now this is the second time that this has been written and it's also been knocked down by the courts so of course president trump came out yesterday and said it was an overreach uh of course he said that um he threatened that the ninth circuit should be broken up and he said those outlandish things where he is angry or upset or again receiving an l um but the courts have the the say in this situation so in my view, the, the Trump campaign, I mean, the Trump administration, uh, especially the Trump DOJ, has to fight this in the court. They cannot go back and try to redraw it again a third time, because it makes you look uh, idiotic, to be honest, um, because it just seems that you're trying to push for something, um, even though you know, again, that the judges are looking at your intent. So, in my view, they're going to fight this, They, they again, the Trump um administration has kind of uh, hinted at this anyway, that they're going to take this all the way to the Supreme Court. Um, don't even forget that the first trial ban is still being argued in the courts. And now you have this one. Um, and what else is going on is that the Trump administration and people associated with the administration are not helping. So again, the judges said, we're looking at your intent. We're looking at what, people, what you say. We're looking at what your campaign said. you are looking at what your administration says. That same day, that same night, that you received that this, this telling, this greeting, this ruling, you also say, well, we should go back to the first one. The first one that got knocked down in the first place. And now you're saying we should go back to that one. You have Stephen Miller, who is a senior White House advisor, who said that the second one, Travel Ban 2.0, was really not that much different from Travel Ban 1. That there was just a small tweak that they made. So again, your intent is still Muslim <laughs> ban. You just said that the first one and the second one aren't that different. So the courts are looking like, okay, we hear you loud and clear. It's not that different from the first one. The first one got knocked down. Let's knock this one down as well. And so, again, we have these statements from Steve Miller, from President Trump, and also from other people such as Rudy Giuliani who said this awesome thing uh, on Fox News. First announced that he said Muslim ban. He called me up. He said, put a commission together. Show me the right way to do it, look Show me the right way to do it legally Muslim ban Show me the right way to do it This is from, again, Rudy Giuliani So basically the courts again said Okay Rudy, we heard you lying clear President Trump really wanted a Muslim ban He really wanted something to keep out the bad brown Muslims Then we got it Roger Banned The courts gonna knock it down And so that is what happened. So, again, you would think that somebody in the Trump administration will will pay attention to this. I mean, these are lawyers. Judge Sessions is a lawyer. So you would think that he would listen to what the court ruling is saying. You would think this might tell him, hey, you got to stop saying this stuff. They're taking what you say into consideration. Stop tweeting about stuff like this. Stop saying that we should go back to the first one in the the middle of an arena with thousands of people. And you think that the court is not going to at least look at that? Now, whether... Higher courts, whether the Ninth Circuit Court agrees with that logic, whether the Supreme Court agrees with that logic, is still up for debate. Some people say that they shouldn't. Some people say that they do. But either way, as the time being, this is another loss in the Trump agenda. And if you look at it as a whole for the last 56 days, he's been receiving a lot of losses, a lot of unneeded, brought on by himself, um, catastrophes. And this week alone is also seeming to be a catastrophe. So again, I can see the frustration that he's doing. Um, I can see I can see why he thought um that tweeting out something as outlandish as President Obama tapped my phones would serve as a short-term goal um because you distracted the media for a second, but overall it seemed that it's not working. Um, in fact, there was a article and we decided not to cover it um yesterday that was released by Rachel Maddow and MSNBC that was revealing his 2005 tax returns. And honestly It seemed to be That was In my view Leaked by Someone in the White House Someone in the administration Um And if you look at it Look at the situational Things around it, it appeared in somebody's Mailbox randomly It only has two pages And it's from over Almost 11 to 12 years ago Um It's not It wasn't really that shocking There's really nothing Revealing in it Except it showed That he paid taxes So If anything That was a positive That President Trump Gained from this So I think that somebody dropped it in his administration, dropped it off to show as another distraction. And also on top of that, at the bottom, if you, if you notice um, the bottom of the tax return, it says client copy. So that means that it wasn't somebody in the RRS that received it. It was someone in the Trump administration or someone associated with Trump world that had received the copy from the IRS to, from, to Donald Trump. So again, it just gives kind of that much more evidence that somebody in the White House or someone in the associate uh in association with the White House dropped this as a distraction. Um, and maybe that again was a short term goal. You have all this stuff going on, travel ban, uh, healthcare, wiretapping, Russia, and now on top of that, you have the budget that just got talked that just got dropped, which which we will talk about on um next week. Uh, and Again, short-term goals, this, this administration seems to be severely short-sighted and uh, reacting to things rather than predicting and planning out how they will implement their policies. Um, if you are somebody on the left, you're probably loving this because he's um, stepping on his own toes. Uh, if you're someone who voted for him on the right, you're probably scratching your head and getting frustrated because you were on the clock. The midterms are coming up. And if you have tax reform, you have health care still not passed, if you have this Russia thing still blowing up, um, the Democrats are going to hammer you. And you can see that there are some Republicans who are having this in the facet of their mind and saying, "Okay, I'm going to start distancing myself just a little bit. I'm going to put a separation between me and this White House just a little bit, um, just in case. Um, So what's riding on that is the popularity, and specifically the popularity with Republican voters. Um, As long as Trump supporters stay loyal to him, the Republican Party will probably stay in line um, as much as possible. But you see these poll numbers keep dropping. You see the poll numbers among Republican supporters start dropping. You're going to start seeing that rhetoric between House and Senate Republicans and the White House start heating up a little bit more and a little bit more until there's a full division between what the White House is saying and what Capitol Hill is saying. I guarantee it. Um, but we will keep covering that. And next week, we're going to talk about something that I... Um, we had um, another contributor post something um, and tag me in it that's showing that what if all of this is just a distraction? What if the, the tweets about President Obama is just a distraction. The outlandish tweets that he does every day, every morning uh, are just a distraction to control the narrative. And we're going to be talking about that and also talking about some of the stuff that we may be missing, also the media may be missing, because we're so distracted by some of the stuff that President Trump is doing. Um, And that leads us to next week's episode, which will be called the Trump Distraction. Um, Again, we're trying to shift more so from look at what outlandish thing Trump is saying to, hey, look at what outlandish thing The Congress is putting through, such as the Department of Education needs to be completely abolished, such as the EPA needs to be completely abolished, uh, such as cutting uh, the State Department by almost 40%, such as getting rid of Meals on Wheels that has proven to give thousands of free meals to homeless individuals, to veterans, to those in need, and just today the Budget Director for the Trump administration said that we are not getting, not showing any results from Meals on Wheels. As if what what kind of results besides people being alive were you looking for? Um, I don't know. I would be loving to see what kind of line are you what what's your criteria for showing results besides people living to eat? Um, I'd be hella interested in that. But besides that, um, these are some of the things that is actually being pushed through in Congress. These are some of the things that are actually mattering. What President Trump tweets will matter for about a week. What these people implement will matter. For years to come and maybe even a lifetime. So, these are the things that we're going to be focused on and bringing more to your attention, such as healthcare, such as the budget, such as uh, some of the regulatory reform that's going on uh, for Wall Street and for Main Street, for the automotive. Uh, motor- Automation uh, industry, and so on and so forth. So, make sure that you stay tuned into the show. Thank you for tuning into this new episode of P2P. Uh, hopefully, you enjoyed this. Uh, this is again, this is a test of some of the stuff that we're trying to implement. Uh, next week, we're going to have a special guest on uh, giving us his opinion about some of the stuff that is going on in this administration, as far as also in our political cycle. Um, and again, we're hoping to grow. And give you much more content for you so thank you as always for tuning in uh, again if you can check us out on uh, soundcloud and on itunes you can also check us out on twitter and of course follow us on facebook make sure you show the video and again uh, if you notice that there's a donate button at the bottom of your screen we're donating to uh, special olympics it is a awesome organization again it's very something that's very close to me Um, so hopefully you join in on that calls and share the video so that other people can join in as well. So until next week, next Thursday, make sure you stay blessed, make sure you stay safe and proud to the people. So again, thank you for tuning into the show. Um, hopefully you enjoyed it. Um, hopefully it was something that